live A-C-U. from the ACU of Texas Studios. This is the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Modern Feminine Conversation. I'm Amy Granat, your host, founder of Strong Soft Wild, programs for feminine embodiment. So happy to be with you here today as we start to, I guess, are almost at Valentine's Day. I can't believe we're that far into the year already. I know I start off every week by saying that, but it just seems like it's flying really fast. So there's been all kinds of um, controversial things that have happened in the past couple of weeks. And so I'm not directly going to address some of them. Obviously, the one on most people's minds still is the Super Bowl. And I'm not going to directly address that today. Um, But I do want to talk about something that kind of came up within the context of that. And so the question that I'm posing is, what does it mean to be a strong woman in today's world? So I posted this out on Facebook last night, just kind of asking people for their thoughts, for their, you know, definitions. And I had really great response. So thank you to everybody who responded to that. And I'm going to read some of those on the air. Um, because they were very, very, they were very helpful in informing the show today, just kind of seeing where people are at, what they're thinking, you know, what kind of drives them, um, and how they are in the world. So it was really, really good, really good feedback. I really appreciate it. Um, so the Super Bowl thing had come up and then, uh, I was, a video was shared to me, um, that actually posted in 2014 and I'll put it in, um, I'll, when I post this on Facebook, I will, um, put that um, link in the comments. So this video was shared with me and it's these little girls. Again, this is from 2014. Um, it's a feminist forward thinking kind of a thing, I guess. I don't even know if I want to call it forward thinking because to me it was not. The little girls in this video are, so some of you may have seen it, are dropping a bunch of F-bombs, number one. They're probably all under 10 which is jarring, of course. And they're discussing, I shouldn't say discussing, kind of yelling about different women's issues. So there was discussion on their, uh, not really discussion, statements on harassment, of course, sexual harassment and rape. There was statements on uh, pay equality, things along those lines, and just kind of how women are perceived and how women are treated in general. So, of course, seeing a bunch of young girls dropping F-bombs is very jarring, number one. Uh, But that's not really, and and so that was crazy, but that wasn't really the thing that really stuck out to me the most. And what was really stuck, what really stuck out to me, and if I had turned the volume off and actually watched, was the mannerisms, um, the energy that was coming forth as they were talking, the things that were being said and how the body language, all of those things were what really stood out to me as a, huh, is this what we're thinking of is a strong woman? And this is what we're teaching our children that this is a strong woman. Uh, you know, I love dropping an F-bomb. Don't get me wrong. Like, I think it can be very useful in many situations. And sometimes it's the only explanatory word that can be well used to describe something that's going on. So I'm totally down with that. I have no issue actually with the cussing, even though, again, seeing little girls say it was was quite jarring in the way that it was being said was was quite jarring. However, it's really, it was really more about the behavior and the attitude to which these things, these topics were being presented. And when you're wanting to present these kind of topics, because there, there's a lot of controversy around them and, and 
because we tend to ignore certain facets and certain facts on, on other sides. And we just kind of focus on this. And so we're not having a well-rounded conversation because I don't want to say, Hey, these things don't exist. This doesn't happen because it's not, that's not true. Some of these things do actually exist. So when it comes to sexual harassment, I don't know a single woman who hasn't been harassed in some way that was actually inappropriate. Um, so I don't, I don't want to discount any of that, but there's other statements that were made in there where it's just not the full picture. So we're, again, we're not having a well-rounded conversation. And for me, and this is my opinion for me, in order to have progress, we need to look at all sides of a discussion and come to the best conclusion for everybody moving forward. So it's kind of the, what have we thought of is a strong woman and how do we move forward? You know, we're always kind of going back into the same conversations, the same things, the same issues. And again, I don't, I don't want to discount them because it's not about ignoring them, but there is a point where we have to start saying, what does the way forward look like? What do we want to create moving forward instead of continuing to go back into the same stories and live there? And I know there's things still in play that would need to be addressed and need to have conversations and need more awareness. Yes. And there's always going to be that. But if we stick in the old story, we we're not going to be able to move forward. And I would tell this to a client where we were even working on making food changes. If we stay in the same story, in the same cycle, the same thought pattern, we're not, we can't move forward from that because we're stuck in that old belief system. So we've got to take a look at the old belief system, deconstruct the old belief belief system address the points that are very important to address, heal the points that we know we need to work on the healing, and then create the new thought patterns and the new behavior patterns so you can move forward and be healthy and thrive and you know have all the tools you need to live a healthy life. So I would do the exact same thing with a client that I'm approaching a, a diet or a diet change or dietary change, a life, any kind of a lifestyle change. It's the exact same thing to me. And so What we want to really kind of do as far as this conversation goes is deconstruct the ways that we have been taught as to what a strong woman is. And there's no, I'm going to say there's no right or wrong. Okay. You, you believe what you believe. I honor what you believe, what you feel like is a strong woman by all means, continue being that I'm not going to tell you how to be different because you need to, you know, be who you feel like you are in the world. And I completely honor that. And it's fine. What I'm asking is for a greater conversation a broader conversation and open and being open, being open, looking at this from an open heart and open mind and really looking at yourself and saying, are there things that I think that aren't actually me, but I'm acting them out because I've been taught. So there's a really big difference between who you are and displaying behavior based off of what you've been taught, whether that's by how you grew up, it's the culture scape, it's, you know, society, it's your friendships, it's your relationships. What have you been taught that you're portraying as a behavior pattern, but it's not actually who you are. And if you dug down into who you are and took some time and asked yourself the questions, who am I? What do I really believe? How do I really want to be? What are the, what are things that I really want? How do I really want to be in the world? Where are things that were hurtful for me that I need to heal from? 
but I'm acting out from those places of hurt instead of identifying them and growing from there. Because when we act out in hurt, of course, we tend to hurt other people. We act out in aggression, we're going to get aggression back. And that's not, it's just not a way forward. And I'm not talking about just everyone be nice and hold hands and sing kumbaya. That's not it at all. There's going to be some very tense, firm conversations about these, about these topics. And they are going to get a little heated. But at the end of the day, as we start to look at them from the adult perspective, instead of going to our wounded inner child, and that's a whole other show I'm not going to talk about today, but if we can look at it from the adult perspective, we can have the heated conversation, but then we can tone it back and say, okay, this is your belief system. This is my belief system. Is there any common ground? Because there might not be, and that's okay. Is there any common ground where we can start to build something new? So there's a lot of things going on energetically right now with um, the awakening, you know, I've talked about this a bit on the show, the awakening of the divine feminine coming into pair with the divine masculine and creating more of a balance and an ebb and a flow to the energetics that are going on instead of one being really dominant, one over the other being really dominant. And we, so we've had more of the, I'm going to call it the distorted masculine energy is being the dominant one. That's where it's overbearing and domineering and oppressive and repressive and all of those type of things. That's the, that's distorted masculine. Um, and so then with the distorted masculine, then the distorted feminine, feminine kind of comes in where we're apologizing all the time and we, you know, we're, we're feeling a lot of shame. We're unworthy. We step back. We don't shine. We don't speak up. We don't stand up for ourselves. And so we're, we're kind of shrinking back into the light. And then the flip side of that too is then we're using uh, guilt and manipulation and being vindictive and things like that in order to get, in order to try to move forward. Or we are stepping into distorted masculine ourselves as women. And so we're acting in those exact same ways, which is the overbearing and demanding and oppressive and angry. And um, anger is really not a, ma- a masculine trait. It just sometimes it's the only emotion that's really available a lot of times for him. So we're acting in those same things and we're being very aggressive. And we're wondering why things aren't sinking in we're wondering why we're not moving forward and we're wondering why nothing's changing even though really we've had quite a bit of change and thankfully we live in a world where we have a lot of opportunity it's a pretty amazing place for us to be compared to even 100 years ago it's just growing and growing and improving and improving all the time it may not be where we all want to be for some of us but If you can look around at your life and look at the things that are working really well and the relationships you have that are really healthy and your relationships to the opposite sex that are really healthy and working really well and there's good communication there and good boundaries, um, you can see that things are improving. So if we continue going back and saying everything sucks and everything's terrible and it's not working and we still have and we have all these problems without also acknowledging all of the positive things that are happening then we're not going to we're not going to move forward because we can't move forward from the negative we have to move forward from the positive so we want to build on the positive so the negative gets smaller and smaller and smaller but what we're doing we're focusing on the negative we're screaming about the negative And then the positive gets smaller and smaller and smaller. So everything that we don't want, everything that we want to improve on is now in the forefront instead of what do we actually want and building on that and put that in the forefront without that negative connotation behind it. And again, that's not avoiding or bypassing the things that have happened or issues that are still very relevant today is not bypassing that. It's saying we cannot grow from that frame of mind. We have to grow from this other from the positive side we have to grow from what do we want to create what does it mean to be strong 
what does that mean? What does that even mean? So I'm going to read some of the comments that people left um, because I think they're very, very, they're very good. So some of the comments... They're, they're, they were very, very helpful for me in informing the show and just seeing where people are at, seeing what what being what strength means. So some of the comments were independent, gets shit done and stands up for herself. Um, one woman posted um, a picture of Nancy Pelosi ripping up. I don't remember what it was because I wasn't watching it. Um, another one said, you know, no facade, just it's it's a natural strength. It's not power for the sake of appearing powerful. Um, it's when she is confident naturally. Um, someone said their mom, which I, which is really sweet. Um, you know, and there's some acknowledgement that this is a very powerful and very important topic. Uh, someone who gets up more than they fall down and shares it with others so they can learn from her mistakes and life, which I really, really, I thought that was actually really beautiful. Um, so you can see there's lots of different ways that we're seeing this. Um, I kind of left one for last, and this one was from a woman I follow who does a lot of divine feminine work. Her name is Lena Jones. And I just recently found her and started following her. Um, and I kind of feel like she's like an online mentor for me because she's been doing this a long time. And a lot of her words really resonate with me. So I'm going to read hers actually verbatim because I felt like it was such so it was like everything I think and fumble around saying it was just beautifully well written. So this is what she had to say one who is solidly anchored inside herself and her values she leads with both an open a wide open heart discernment and commitment to the greater good she is open to love and she is also able to tend to her own needs she refuses to be diminished by her past using her mistakes to create a greater future she is sovereign over her inner world and she knows when to be in her masculine and feminine she reigns over her life with integrity, passion, wisdom, and a vision that is beyond her own scars. Part of the reason it resonates with me so much is some of the stuff that I was just saying is that we don't want to live, just live in our past. We acknowledge it. We, uh, we uh, you know, appreciate it. We say thank you for the things that it taught us, but we're not, we don't need to diminish ourselves um, because of the things that have happened in the past, we don't need to sh- to shrink away from being strong in the world today because of things that have happened. You know, we don't we create a vision for the world beyond those scars that we've been given and that have been there for millennia with, um, you know, very severe treatment of women. And I know for me, even ancestral, I've been shown some things that were really horrific in my own ancestry. So there's things that have happened and we need to acknowledge those, but we can't build a vision off of the scars. It has to be a vision beyond the scars that we've been given. And that goes for anything and anything in your life, not even just about being a strong woman, anything that has happened to us, we the only way forward is to move beyond. And again, that's not a bypassing. I want to be very, very clear that that is not pretending like it didn't happen. Because I know there are circles where um, the idea is that you forget about the past. You don't talk about the past. You act like it doesn't happen. And we move forward from the now. And I personally just disagree with that. I believe we need to acknowledge the past and acknowledge the things that have happened, heal from those scars, and then build a future moving forward as opposed to continue being stuck back there. Because the thing is, is that when you ignore it um, and you don't you don't address it, you don't work with it, whatever it is that, that needs to happen, it's still within the body. It's still within the system. It's still in your tissues. Those emotions, those hurts, those wounds are still there. And so 
in order to move forward than that from from that we have to start releasing those and allowing those wounds to heal allowing them to scar over so that they're closed up and we can move forward again so i love her definition so much because it's it's not aggressive it's it's firm you can feel the strength in it <laughs> so the strength of talking about what a strong woman is you can feel the strength in it but it's not it's not aggressive it's not screaming in your face it's not saying you need to believe the way i believe or you need to see the way that i see and um and it's not on the attack which i think is really important a lot of times i will see um behaviors from women and i I get it. I know where this is coming from. I know the rage that this is coming from. So I get it. And then, but we're, we're acting out in that rage in an aggressive way. Rage is a, can be a really important emotion. Anger is a very important emotion and it can be extremely potent, constructive and powerful moving forward. But if we're acting out in blindness in blind rage and blind anger, instead of mindful rage, I know that sounds crazy, mindful rage and anger, we're not going to get the the outcome that we want. What's going to happen is whoever's on the other side of that, they're going to take the hit and they're either going to punch back or they're going to just opt out and completely fade away. They're going to be like, you know, nope, I'm not even, I'm not even engaging in that because it's just, it's, it's not a win. There's a no win situation here. And so when we are that forceful again and like mindlessly, and I say mindlessly because it, when it's at that point, it's because of conditioning. It's because of what we've been taught of how we're supposed to be, of what a strong woman is in the modern world today. And that we're, we're, we're eliminating big part aspects of what strength is because there's a lot of strength in the softness of the woman, in the intuition, in the discernment, in our hearts, in our underlying core values where we can stand really firm in. But if we're, we're really, um, approaching things based off of the conditioning that's where we get really upset about things in a you know an emotional outburst kind of way and don't get me wrong I love an emotional outburst every once in a while however it's not going to be super productive moving forward and it's not to shut that down because sometimes you just need to get all that stuff out but I'm just going to tell you it's not going to be productive moving forward because you've wounded the other person now you're wounding yourself and it's not open-hearted and so we can't move forward a lot of what I see is a when we're acting from that place of aggression. So we've actually shut down the feminine to some degree at that point, And we're acting out in the aggression because we want to make change and we see injustice. And, and yes, we want to do that. But when we step into only the masculine, we're not allowing the ebb and the flow of the masculine and the feminine. We're only doing the masculine. We're just butting heads. We're just coming into contention and we're not going to be able to get anywhere with it. So a large part of why we do that is because we don't feel like being feminine is strong. And maybe I should, really should have, and maybe I will, I'll post this out again, actually, is what do you feel is strong about being feminine? Because a lot of times we don't think that there's any strength in being feminine. We only look at that as weak because it's like, oh, you wear pretty dresses and flowy things and you're quiet and you're cute and you're sweet and you know you bat your eyelashes and all of those kind of things and I love cuteness and I love sweetness and I love flowy dresses and all of those things but that's not really what we're talking about when we talk about feminine it's a very very tiny thing and 
the feminine, you know, we, we, we've just discussed this on multiple shows and I'm actually very much looking forward to have some people on who have much more experience with this to further the conversation for you, uh, beyond my own expertise and my own lived experience with making this shift. Cause I'm going to tell you 10 years ago, I would have been the aggressor. I would have been in your face. I would have been, this is what a woman is. And you don't, you know, you're doing this to me and you're doing this. I absolutely was that. And I'm going to tell you it hurt my body, my mind, my spirit tremendously. I had no idea what it was doing to me until I was introduced to the opposite. I had no clue how it was affecting, how it was affecting my life, how it was affecting my relationships. And it was really not good. Uh, and, and interestingly, where I was really introduced to masculine feminine, I was actually introduced to divine masculine first um, through a book called The Way of the Superior Man by David Data, which is an excellent, excellent book and really taught me a lot about men um, and how they view the world, how they operate, how they think, how they focus on things um, in the healthy masculine. And it really changed. It softened me towards men, number one, um, understanding them so much, so much better. And I have a long way to go, but I, it softened me. And as that softening started to take place, and I know I've kind of completely trailed around here, but as that softening started to take place, I started to feel a strength in that. And I was very surprised by it because again, we're really taught that softness is not strong that softness is weakness. Um, you know, that the masculine approach, you know, logic, thinking, reason, uh, focus, that those are the prized ways of being. And those are the prized ways of operating in the world and intuition and wisdom and being in stillness and listening and being guided by those things is considered woo woo or crazy, or it's, it has zero importance. And there's a really, really beautiful balance in using both. I think they're both, they're both equally important and I, either one of those needs to be up, you know, kind of at the forefront in different times, in different aspects, in different circumstances, in different situations. Depends on what's needed. And sometimes both of them are going to be needed. Like I think I've talked about being in session with a client. I'm using both. I am in the leadership role in that situation when I am coaching somebody. So I'm in the leadership role. So my masculine is online. I have, I'm having to think and process what they're saying, but I also need my intuition online so I can hear what's not being said through body language, through the way their eyes are looking at me or not looking at me, um, through how they're moving, um, things that are being said that have underlying tone or underlying meaning to that. So that is my intuition and my feminine coming online. So I am using both. So again, kind of going back as I started to soften towards men, um, towards the masculine, and that doesn't mean again, just have to keep pointing this out. Cause I feel like as people are listening, they're getting this like, well, but this, all these things have been done to us. And I, I know, I know, and I get it. And I am absolutely acknowledging that. However, I feel like we, we have to start having the conversation about what is the way forward, not ignoring the injustices, pointing them out where they are, having a discussion, a well-rounded discussion about them, but we need, it's, it's time to create a way forward. So the softness that was coming to me and the strength that I was finding in that was very surprising. Uh, because again, I was not expecting that. I wasn't expecting that that part to shift because I was totally back in that feminist mindset of, you know, this is being a strong woman and I don't need a man and I can do everything for myself. I don't need anybody else. I'm strong. I'm independent. All of those things. And all of those things are still 
true to a degree. I can do things for myself. myself. However, I now know that I need to ask for help and that it's okay for me to ask for help. It's not a weakness. It's a, it's a strength. I feel stronger now when I'm like, hey, can you do this for me? Hey, it's still hard for me. Don't get me wrong. It's still a challenge. I, challenge, I have to struggle with it every single day, but it is getting easier for me. And so it's a, it's a muscle that I'm now exercising and toning and asking for help with some, Hey, can you create this for me? Hey, can you do this for me? Hey, can you help me with this? And the strength that I find of letting go part of the feminine is letting go and receiving. And it's very challenging, but there's so much strength in it. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but there is. So the softening for me has been a strengthening for me. And instead of looking, instead of going after everything with aggression. And again, you can bring up the healthy aggression. You can bring up the healthy, mindful anger and rage when you are, you know, approaching a certain topic and, or something, you know, needs to be addressed, um, with proper boundaries in place so that you're not attacking somebody, but you are still speaking your truth and a truth that needs, that does, you know, need to be heard, whether it's understood or not is a whole other is a whole other thing because you're not always going to be understood but it's important for you to be able to do that but with healthy boundaries and with healthy understanding of what how rage and anger can actually work for you as opposed to against you and not being on the attack and being open so the softening for me has been a huge huge deal and it has created so much strength because it's allowed me to start deconstructing some of those thought patterns that I had about what it was to be a strong woman whether it was just me personally in relationship with someone else whether that's going to be in a romantic relationship a friendship a business partnership men or women it doesn't matter it's allowed me to soften into being open and receptive to changes and so deconstructing everything I've been taught and feeling like it's all wrong and all backwards and then reconstructing this new person which is allowed me to determine what my values are what my own wisdom is and kind of as Lena said you know anchoring inside of myself and my own values as opposed to just going off of what I'm told how I'm told I need to be as a woman how I'm told what is what is a strong woman look like and instead of just taking that from the external and what other people are saying taking in what they're saying and saying does that resonate with me does that feel right to me so in the, um, in the comments, of course, Lena's was the number one for me, for me, as far as what I'm resonating with. And then, um, another one of the comments, you know, that it's just like natural and it's not power for the sake of power. Cause I'm not looking to overpower somebody, um, else by me being me. I'm saying this is my personal power. And it's almost like creating a loop where it comes back into myself. So I'm continuing to empower myself. And I don't always like the word empower just because it's for me, it feels a bit like it's been hijacked a little bit. And so it means something a little bit different. There's a force behind it. Um, instead of a strong softness behind it. So that one, and then, you know, getting up after you fall down and learning from your mistakes and life and then sharing those mistakes and helping other people to, I shouldn't even say that, allowing other people the opportunity to just look at them. There's their own situation, their own thought patterns, their own history. It's not about taking on what I believe. It's about challenging yourself on what you believe. I've gone through like two years of like the dark night of the soul, challenging all of the things that I thought were true. 
And a very large percent of them have not been true for me when I really sat down and examined them. Um, and so this this particular part, and this is part of the reason why I wanted to start the show and, and start this conversation. Again, this isn't about me telling anybody what to do. It's a conversation of the way forward. And so going back through, this has been the biggest change for me. And again, like the dark night of the soul over the past couple of years of trying to, of realizing that so much of what I thought and so much of how I was in the world really wasn't me. And breaking that down has been challenging and painful and, you know, nights and sometimes days and weeks of just crying a lot of the realization of how far removed I was from myself and going through that process and it just and there were moments I'm going to tell you that just seemed like it was never going to end um there's just more and more things coming up all the time and I still have things come up it's just I'm able to process them a bit differently it doesn't mean I don't have my breakdown moments because I absolutely do but it is different there's a different energy um when I'm when I'm working through those things and so I don't even know why I told you all of that, but for what for somebody out there apparently needed to hear that. It's okay to challenge your belief systems. And some of those belief systems that are really ingrained are going to be they're going to fight you. They are going to fight to hold on for dear life because your mind and your body, that's what they know, it's their comfort zone and it's going to be really uncomfort to cha- comfortable to challenge that. And there's going to be things you're not going to want to challenge and it's okay. It's fine. You do you. I mean, really, truly, you need to be who you feel like you are in the world, regardless of what I have to say about it. It doesn't, you know, my opinion in that regard does not matter. You know, other people's opinions of you do not matter. The only thing that really matters is your own opinion of yourself and what you know to be true for you. So my real challenge for you today, and I know I kind of went a little bit all over the place with this, is Challenge yourself to go a little deeper on this question of what is a strong woman? What go deeper, go, go inside, really sit with this. If you like to journal, journal about it. If you just like to sit and think, sit and think about it. If you like to dictate and, you know, record it, do an audio, do that, whatever it is, but give yourself some time to really sit and think about this. Because again, there's a way forward and the way forward is with an open heart and an open mind. And that's difficult. It's, I'm going to tell you it's challenging because we don't want to do that because we open ourselves up. We're vulnerable. We're kind of opening up all the vulnerable bits when we open our hearts up like that. But it's the way forward because it's the only way change can happen. If we're closed off and constricted, we can't change. We can't, we can't make adjustments. And what we want to do moving forward is create something new. And again, this is not about the idyllic kumbaya world. This is just about learning how, learning who you really are. At the end of the day, this is really understanding who you really are and finding a level of acceptance in that. And I know that can be super challenging, especially because there's so much noise out there telling us who to be and how to be and how to act. And you know, and again, I'm not going to address the Super Bowl thing, but after that, there was a lot, there was so much conversation on all sides about what this means, what it meant to people. And people were very passionate about it on all sides. And it struck up actually some good converse, some good conversations. Um, so actually da- Dr. Deb and I are going to talk about that on Wild Wisdom this week. So, or maybe next week, we'll get to that though. We'll, we'll have some, a little deeper conversation on that. But so my challenge for you today is to go a level deeper on what a strong woman means to you and really look inside. And again, kind of 
if you can, if, if it's possible, and it may not be, and that's okay, if it's possible, just take what you know right now as a strong woman and ask yourself what's underneath that. What are the words that you can come up with or the feeling even that you can come up with underneath that? Because that's going to be, that's how you solidify those things inside of yourself. That's where you find your own moral company, your, your own moral compass and your own integrity and your own wisdom. And you tap into that as opposed to the external forces that are telling you how to be and can very much cloud your vision because the external forces that tell you how to be, there's an agenda behind it. Okay. There's an agenda behind us being a certain way. So we have to move in order to move outside of that. We have to go inside. We can't attack on the outside to get those, to get those answers. We have to go internal first, and then we can come external and start having a bigger conversation. All right. So do some homework this week. I would love to, of course, hear what your thoughts are and how you feel about this conversation go a little bit deeper and then come let me know what you think. I'll have this posted out on Facebook. You can always leave a comment here on SoundCloud, but I'll post it out on the Modern Feminine Conversation Facebook page and you can let me know your thoughts on there as well. All right. Thank you all so much for joining me. I will see you next week.